When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. As a business owner, how helpful would it be for you to have employee training and industry resources at your fingertips? That's why Federated Mutual Insurance Company recently launched MyShield, the online client destination for risk management resources. MyShield has resources to help your business with risk management. Already a Federated client? What are you waiting for? Get registered today so you can jump on MyShield through federatedinsurance.com or download the app. If you're not already a client, talk to your Federated marketing rep today. At Federated, it's our business to protect yours. Hockey. Yeah. My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. Here it is. Wait Hold it. on a second. Here Wait it is. It. Judd's Hockey Show. You can barely hear me probably right now because I'm waving the flag. That's right. The, flag, the losing streak is over. It's winning time in Boston. The Bruins tried to cheap shot the wild constantly tonight. And you know what? 3-2, baby. Wild wins. Matthew Boldy scores. My write that down comes true. Oh, okay. um, all of those good things take place. Wait, i got to put the flag Wait, back in a put safe the flag location. Yep. Okay, flag is back in a safe location. Welcome in Judd's Hockey Show. Judd and Declan reacting to the wild, uh, the sh- very shorthanded by the end. W- Want to get into that. A wild uh, victory against the Boston Bruins in Boston. But before I do anything, I'm going to correct. Oh, good for you. Despite the fact that they're not a primary sponsor, I don't really care. That's okay. A Surly Furious IPA. Hold on. Let me do the pour. I'm going to try and do the pour right. Yeah, you got some slack last time. Actually, you're on the spot. You're on the spot. Go. Okay, so it has to go this way, right? Yeah, you have to. Yep, tilt it and slow. Slow and steady wins the race on a pour here, Judd. Yep. Hold on. Yes, perfect speed. Hold on. Good good health turn. Yep, this is good. This is a nice, nice pour. All right, folks, what do we think? Yep, yep, yep. All right, now tip the glass down while you finish it off. Yes, I poured beer at the Minnesota State Fair. I know nice. how this works. Thanks, See? Dad. See, I'm good for some things. That St. Cloud State Education coming in fact oh, right yes. there, Well, St. Cloud's the Go harbor Huskies. of beer drinking. St. Cloud is the, okay, right there. Hold on. Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 Does that taste good after a victory against the big, bad Boston Bruins? All right, Dex, um, let's start here because I, I think we should just, Cut to the chase because I don't think the ESPN telecast much controversy about yeah, that. I by the way, um, I don't think they did a good job of addressing this. We are both not Valley Sports North. No, okay. I so go like, out of my way not to watch it. Yeah, well, and yes, you do. And but I mean, we also we want the local teams to win because it's more fun. Yeah. But we also call a spade a spade, and if people start to dump on the refs or the opponent, I think. You, me, and Phil are both like, hold on a second here. Let's back off. Um, I will start off by telling you 
that when it comes to the second period um, hit by Trent Frederick on Kirill Kaprizov, which brought an end to Kaprizov's night, who and he reportedly has an upper body injury, which I think could be a shoulder or a, or a head. I don't know. Um, I hate that hit. Like, I despise. In today's game, I despise. And I would feel the same way if Pasternak got hit by Ben. Okay? I don't know about your thoughts. Um, I hate that hit. I don't approve. Um, the more I watched it, I thought, did you really need to do it? Like, I get completing the check. I don't get completing the check how he did it. Uh, there's nothing about that hit, and, and I hate to take sides here, but mm-hmm. there's nothing about that hit on a star player that I approve of. Now, if it wasn't a star player, I'd still not like the hit. But if Kirill Kaprizov, and it looks like he might miss his time, I I don't understand how nobody on the ESPN telecast, Declan, yeah. um, I don't understand how nobody, including between periods, was upset about it. Two things. Uh, number one, yeah, I don't like the hit either. Anytime a guy's back is turned and he's a defenseless player going into the boards, um, just it's not going to be a good recipe, and it's going to be a pretty a bad call. Uh, and it's a bad situation to be in. And Krill got hurt, and Frederick was going after him all game, just like Jackson in our YouTube comment section is saying. By the way, if you want more Minnesota Wild Minnesota sports content, hit that subscribe button right here on our YouTube channel. Um, but – I have been advocating going back for like almost two years now, and honestly, so have you, about ESPN and the NHL getting back together because this sport needs it. It needed it. And I know there are some people that were iffy on this partnership. NBC Sports did a great job, and, and, and hockey fans demand a lot. They demand a lot from their broadcasts, and rightfully so. It's a cult sport. It's a niche sport compared to the other three major sports. And for ESPN to basically ignore the hit. And I know they're going through reps, so there's there's going to be some trial by fire here. But if you tweeted this out, and I agree with you. Uh, them not having a studio crew, like a true studio crew, really hurts them here. Like, Linda Cohen has always embraced hockey and does a phenomenal job endorsing this game. I'm not, I'm not putting this blame on Linda or at anyone at all. I think Messier was not the best choice to be talking about that hit since he basically also ignored it. But not having some type of NBA TNT crew, right? Like, yeah, he literally, pun intended, delivered the hit. Uh, It was really disappointing because I've had high hopes for ESPN. I still think in the long run it's an incredible thing that the NHL is back on ESPN. They need to be to really market their game to a common sports fan. But tonight's broadcast, to me, was incredibly disappointing. Yeah, you know what? I I didn't mind the actual. Um, I mean, I didn't think it was great. I didn't mind the actual game broadcast, but the studio show, like, I, I'll say this for them: TNT's done a great job. TNT has embraced this. Um, have they had kinks to work out? Yeah, the TNT. Absol- yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But the studio show is is the is the signature TNT relaxed, uh, having fun. Biz, I think, is fantastic. Love like, I love him. Mm-hmm. He, he's off the cuff and weird, but I love that. It's great. Um, and the game broadcast, like TNT. So so what they do that I really like, and I used to take this for granted, but I don't know. TNT gives any game that they do a big game feel. Like, it feels important. 
And I used to think, well, of course it does, the national game. But the, the more I watch games, or the more that I did, I should say, watch games nationally, Dex, the more I realized that's not as, as simple as it seems. And ESPN feels like it's knocking games off. Like, okay, we're done with another one. But the Kaprizov thing, to go back to that, and that hit, um, I'm going to draw a parallel that's a little bit difficult to draw because I'm not, like, I realize it's murky. But, you know, football has tried to take that hit out of its sport through, through the use of the term defenseless player right and that's a murky term like there's times where where we all say how is the defender supposed to move not to hit the receiver the defenseless receiver in the head that's a really tough call but i do appreciate the fact with concussions and they are and should be a big deal that football is trying to say hey but we don't want those type of, of hits in our sport i agree with that um I felt like the Frederick hit on Kaprizov. And then there was also one delivered um, by, I think it was Carlo on Sturm at the end of the second period. I feel like those hits, which come close to the head, should be avoided at all costs. At all costs. And Dex, you're right. Kaprizov was turned oddly. Um, I think you've got to ask the guy, and this is this I'm sure could be debated by some, I think you've got to ask the guy um, to slow to slow his roll. Like I, I just I don't understand. Like what did that hit do that was so important? And if Kaprizov is lost now, that ain't good for the Wild or the game. Right. So I just I abhor that hit. Like I would rather see fighting. I would rather see there, there's a lot of things open ice checks which are called now at times. There's a lot of things that I would take as far as, as not being upset by. But when a guy is twisted against the boards and a guy is coming in, and these are these are pro players. So, I mean, they have body control that a guy like Judd Zolgat or Declan Goff does not. I think asking them and saying, look, this is a defenseless player. You've got to adjust. And, and Frederick was called. So, like, they got him. But... I don't know. I just, I hate that play. I hate that because it can lead to concussions, spinal cord problems. I, it can just lead to so many bad things. What's, it depends how you want to look at it, but what's unfortunate or fortunate on it is because Frederick hit Kirill and not Nico Sturm, does that mean the Players Safety Association is going to come down on him? You know, like because he literally hit a star player, and we'll obviously wait and see how severe the injury is. Wasn't good him coming off the ice and not playing at all in the third period. Indications are, I'm going to guess he's not going to be able to play Saturday against Washington. Just a first initial guess on that. You're right. But does the league now come down harder on Frederick, who was clearly going after him all game? And you know what? Like that that stuff happens. Like goons and 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 tough guys are going to antagonize star players on the opposing team. That stuff is going to happen, but for him to throw a dirty hit and then now you're without the star player, and then also for the broadcast to basically just say, "Oh, wrong place, wrong time." Yeah, I, I didn't oh, like the I, broadcast. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that they killed off the penalty. Blah blah yeah. blah. Like, I just I know I, I don't like to get on referees. I, this is a podcast where we don't blame referees. Mm-hmm. We don't assess a lot of blame to it, and rightfully so. And we're never going to be that kind of pod. But I, I just thought tonight. 
officiating not being great. I mean, whistles were being blown all over the damn place. Um, and then for the broadcast crew, just to, I was really looking forward to it, being on the mothership, man. I mean, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't want the, your, your local team being back on ESPN tonight for the first time in forever? Sure. And that's the performance that's delivered. And to be honest, I think what stinks, and obviously we have a lot of people in the room right now and a lot of people are watching us, but uh, what stinks is it overshadows a lot of good things that did happen tonight. Mm-hmm. Like Matthew Boldy scores in his, in his debut. Capo well, Cockton was great. And we'll, I know we'll get into it here. We're but, getting all those things. But, but it, it, you, yeah. it, now there's this like this murky feel from a game that the WoW got yeah. two points over a good team. And the main storyline is basically things that weren't happening that the WoW were doing. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. I don't think I've ever seen. So I've watched hockey since 1978. I don't think I've ever seen in one game, but for sure in one period, two penalties called at the same time twice for five, five on threes. By the way, the Wild scored. So if you're a Wild fan, that's good. That was weird. Uh, yeah, the Kaprizov thing, and I don't even blame the officials there. I just hate the hit. I, I just, I want that out. I don't like it. And and if you're going to crack down on all things that they're trying to crack down on, I just, I'm not blaming the officials. I hate that hit. All right, well, let's go to let's what what uh, I, I see right now, which is Boldy is straight cash homie from L- Levi, who's watching, and we appreciate that. Levi, um, Matthew Boldy was as good as I thought he would be. I am a fan. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, so my experience with watching him, Dex, uh, does not c- go back to college. I didn't see him much in college, but two two years ago, um, in my favorite tournament, the World Juniors, he played and was fantastic. And at times, we saw that again tonight. And on the shift, he scored, which was right after a while power play expired. Um, on the shift he scored, he controlled that shift. Like, he looked like he had been playing for four years. And that didn't necessarily translate to the entire game, but I don't care. This guy has, in my opinion... He's a winger who has the attributes of a center at times. Um, I love how he plays. I love the, the fact that he's a strong player. I mean, I thought to myself, and this guy actually didn't have a bad game, but I thought to myself at one point, I hope that at least from the bench, Charlie Coyle is watching <laughs> this closely because this is who we expected you to be, buddy. This is what, and I think Boldy is going to fulfill that promise. Um, but my initial impression, he did not disappoint at all, and I think it's only going to take off from, from here. I just think his style and his uh, the way that he plays, all of that lends itself to being very successful in this league. And I know they didn't want to overwhelm him, but yeah, I mean, when he was on the ice, he was noticeable in a good way. Uh, but in all situations, I mean, he only logged 13 minutes of ice time, and I know... A lot of whistles were drawn. It was a lot of special teams being played by both teams, but I thought he was very impressive. Um, you know, our assessment of him was pretty universal that we thought he'd make an immediate impact over Marco Rossi, and he and he did. Um, I don't think Rossi was bad tonight. Um, he was quiet. I know he took a penalty at 12 seconds of that power play. Again, a bad call on the referees. Yeah. But I thought Boldy in general, I mean, he's done everything you could ask of him. Um, he was a stud at, at, at in college, and... 
he dominated the AHL in, in 30 games or so, so he should be able to stay up here for a long time. And I thought for him to obviously have the big game in his, in his hometown was awesome. And to your Charlie Coyle point, yeah, that's what, that's what we thought Charlie Coyle could be um, throughout his wild tenure. And, and look, Charlie's turned himself to a nice NHL player. And when it's all said and done, he has a nice career and probably is going to flirt with playing 1,000 games in, in his NHL career, which is good for him. Mm-hmm. But this, that, just that performance is the kind like, oh, this is why he was a first-round pick. This is what Charlie Coyle also could have, Charlie Coyle also could have been. I thought Boldy's debut was incredible. He played very, very well. And I'm, I'm, if there's more bodies down, too, by the way, with Kirill potentially being out on Saturday, is this someone who was going to just be in getting even more ice time against the Capitals? You think so, right? So now what? I would they're, think so. They're with, without Eck. They're, with, they're probably, as you said, I think you're right, without Kirill on Saturday. Uh, Spurgeon is still out. So, yeah, you're probably right. And I'm not surprised that his game immediately translated to to the pros. Um, what do the the statistics say about about uh, Rossi's game? Because I didn't really – I saw him a few times. It didn't feel like I saw him a lot. But I don't really put a lot of stock in that being his first game at a position – where it probably is going to take a little bit more time if there's going to be a quote-unquote impact. Uh, what, what do the analytics say about Marco Rossi's debut? Yeah, he had a solid game, solid day. Uh, he didn't. He wasn't on the ice for any goals, but he didn't allow any goals. Uh, Corsi-wise, he was out-possessing the team. Um, he obviously was able to log up a decent amount of power play time. I mean, he yeah, he played a, a ton of power play time today, too, so I, I thought he was solid. Did he get the goal that Boldy got? No. But I, I think it's probably overshadowed a little bit, but I thought Marco Rossi was incredibly solid. He didn't he didn't look overmatched, which I think that was probably the fear both these kids would look. Um, your first NHL game, deer in headlights, emotions, excitement, all that stuff. Uh-huh. Um, I thought Rossi and the analytics and statistics back it up was just solid tonight. I mean, he was solid. He's a young kid. He's younger. Um, but I thought he was solid, and, and the numbers backed it up as well. Two power play goals. Yeah. God bless America. Two power play goals. Um almost three. I love the fact that they juggled that. I love the, the fact that Dean, what, um, a, after the winter classic blues game said, our power play sucks. Um, the acknowledgement there, and then to come out on the road against the Boston team that had been playing well, to be clear, uh, to get two power play goals. That's where that's the type of thing that I, I think is incredibly important. Um, and, I know that the juggling in some ways was forced because guys are out and hurt right now. But I also think the fact that Dean was proactive and I will say this, I think Boldy on the power play is going to be great. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be absolutely fantastic because again, his multi layered skill set is going to allow him to make plays too. And actually, you know what to Kaprizov, um, when when he's playing, obviously, is really good at that as well. We are looking at a league now where where you know if you're if you're Fiala and you can score goals, flat out score, score goals, that's fantastic, that's great. Uh, but when you look at a guy like Boldy who has the ability to make plays too more mm-hmm. consistently, that is so huge. That is so huge, and it seems like Boldy Kaprizov for sure. Um, both have the ability that when they do make plays, it's not a fluke. 
Like that's part of, of their skill set. Fiala can make plays, and Fiala is fantastic. But I really feel like deep down, he's a guy that scores goals, right? And and can make great plays, and at times can make plays for himself. But when we're talking about a layered skill set that gives you the ability to be almost as dangerous a passer as goal scorer, that's where you cross into a very interesting dynamic of of your game definitely goes up a notch. We discussed this with the Hockey Whisperer, which I'm sure um, the Hockey Whisperer is, is actually looking to his crystal ball this evening as we speak to bring some takes to Mackie and Judge Seven tomorrow. o'clock there. The Hockey Whisperer yeah. is probably in a nice He's got a nice Seattle. A nice Merlot or nice, a nice I, little red. IPA or a nice possibly. Surly Furious. You know, I'm pumping my body with emergency after testing negative again for COVID. I'm glad so I'm not you taking any negative. chances. Uh, but at the same time, the Pandora's box that's opening with the Wild when you have Marco Rossi and Matthew Boldy on this team is a good thing because – no, I I do think Kevin Fiala was pressing. It was no doubt that the majority of the season he was pressing. He was snake bit, and you know he's hitting more posts than anyone else in the league. Right. But the Wild were still able to get goals from other guys, and that's great. Well, you plug in guys like Matthew Boldy and Rossi, and now they start to alleviate some of that pressure. And oh, by the way, don't forget about Kevin Fiala. Like I, I thought the Bruins did a decent job at shutting him down. Fiala was noticeable tonight. Like Fiala had a Fiala game. Like I, he wasn't bad tonight. He was noticeable no. in some areas. I'm with but the, you. But the Bruins put a focus on trying to shut him down. Does that mean then, or what that does mean, I should say, is that Boldy and Rossi are going to be rewarded with more chances. And now all of a sudden, I mean, just think about, and, and, and this is where maybe you get too crazy to think, but once Eck comes back, well, now you have Kaprizov and Fiala and Boldy and Rossi contributing to their 100th percentile, and now this team is rolling. That's why Bill Guerin was patient. That's why he didn't mortgage the farm to get Jack Eichel, right? Like, there was a thought and a process here, and yes. having a guy that has been there and done that and also not being rash to make a decision just to make one, I think proves dividends. Like, we love reckless speculation on this show and on Score North. We love recklessly speculating, and we'll continue to recklessly speculate for this team going into the trade deadline. Our friend Jesse Pierce, friend of the show from Bar Down Beauties, came on Write That Down yesterday and said Capo Cockadin is going to be traded by the NHL trade deadline. Capo, which I'm sure we're about to get into here, played great tonight. Boston's damn good, and Capo and held, held them at bay. So um, I'm excited what other reckless things that can happen, but with Boley and Rossi being plugged in on this team, it's only good for this team's offense going forward. Before we talk about Capo, um, I did some insiding. Mm-hmm. I, I can't name names. Um, All right. with, uh, with a person who watches the Iowa Wild a lot. And what I was told on Rossi is, and tonight's real proved it. Um, now I saw him just to backtrack a little bit, Dex, I saw him in the prospects camp against the Blackhawks and he was phenomenal, but that's the prospects camp. So like, he's not going to step in here and, and be as dominant against, um, grown men who are pros. But what I was told was don't expect Rossi to knock your socks off. Playing him with Viala is really smart because the speed of Kevin is huge and that he is a great facilitator and that he will make great plays, but he's not this like ultra Dennis Savard, unbelievable type of player. Okay. Uh, which, which looked to be true, which looked to be tonight. Um, so I think it's fair to say I'm, that I remain very intrigued, though, by a long-term relationship on a line, if it's possible, where Fiala and Rossi can be paired. Because I do think we'll start to see that pay off. And, and to be clear on Kevin, too, I mean, you, you continue to use, and you're right, the word snake bit. 
Um, Kevin Fiala has his shortcomings. But I will say, I don't think, unless I can be proven wrong, that he has had a bad year. Like, I think Kevin plays Kevin's game. Um, Is that going to make a coach happy 100% of the time? No, it's not. Um, Is is it a game that's underachieving and he's a quote-unquote dog? Heck no. So I think if you get him with the right guy, and if Marco Rossi is the right guy, I really like the potential there. Because, as you said, Dex, teams are going to work to take away from Kevin what Kevin is good at. What I like about Kevin is he's going to continue to try and score and do what is successful for him. So so if he gets the right pivot, that's huge. That's absolutely huge. And do I think that Goudreau is the right center for Fiala long-term? I do not. I think he's a third or fourth line guy. Um, but the Rossi thing intrigues me. Boldy... I think Boldy might finally be, and I I hesitate because it's one game to say this. But I have always wanted the Wild to have the winger who is, is, and I think one of the first great ones is actually, I believe he's president of the Bruins now. Cam Neely, when he was traded from Vancouver to Boston Dex, um, established himself as, as what became known as a power forward in this, right? And I always wanted Coyle to be that guy, and he never was. I then said, Jordan Greenway. And he's sort of shown that at times, but it's not consistent. I think Boldy can be that. I really do. Um, Because I think he's got the game. I think he's got the skill. And I think he's definitely got the body. So that's my two cents. I like Craig's comment here that he thought Rossi's 200-foot back check and 200-foot game, I yeah. guess I should say, was, was good tonight. The back check was in the first period, I believe. He's right. Uh, you can be not noticeable and still be make a positive impact for your team, and I thought Marco Rossi was able to do that this evening. Um, you know, he, he, Did he win the majority of his face-offs? No, he was 3 of 9 tonight, but he logged a lot of minutes. He could have looked overwhelmed. He didn't allow a goal, and he was on the ice. It might be a slow burn here. Remember, this guy didn't play hockey last year after an off-the-ice heart issue, yeah. and and he came back in and looked strong in Iowa, but that's the AHL. I mean, if making that – like the OHL, which we're, which is where he was when he got drafted and he was the MVP, like the OHL is a high-scoring league. Guys score goals all the damn time, so you kind of got to look at some of, those, some of those statistics with a grain of salt and match with an eye test to see if this kid's going to be good. Odds are – or not odds are – the scouting report and the belief that Marco Rossi is going to be an NHL star are are strong because he's a ninth overall pick and and he's a high pedigree prospect. But it's going to take some time too. But I thought his game was still solid. You know, Boldy gets the goal and and you know that's exciting. And to be honest, I think Boldy just in his development because he's played more games for the college college ranks and whatnot is a step ahead of Rossi. But that doesn't mean that Rossi is a is is behind or a detriment or not ready to contribute to this team. I think Marco Rossi's here to stay, and, and both him and Boldy should be contributing to this team right now. And, Dex, speaking of, of success, I want to tell you about my personal success. Thanks to my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers, down from around 240 to 208. That's right. The weight continues to come off. Uh, a few months ago, I was in a 38-inch waist jean, and truthfully, it was tight. That ain't good. Down to 36 now. And when it comes to weight loss, there's no better feeling than saying, I did it. Take the Livia. I did it eight-week challenge and get your first eight weeks for free. Now, I'm going to give you an example. In my first eight weeks, so so this is free. 
free, okay? In my first eight weeks on this program, I lost 26 pounds. So 3.6 pounds per week. So what we're saying here is if you make the call now, you can take off 26 pounds and it and that part's free. So here's what you do. Call today, 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A or visit Livia.com, L-I-V-E-A.com. Limited time offer, but I remind you, first eight weeks for free, and during that time, and if I can do it, you can do it. I took off 26 pounds, 855, go dot com. Okay, I want to get to your thoughts. Kapo Kakinen. Mm-hmm. Um, Cam Talbot is out for a while. I don't know w- when he comes back, but there definitely is the potential for a crisis in goal. Um what were your thoughts on his performance in a road game with his team having lost five consecutive games? I thought he looked really good tonight. Um, I, I did. Uh, he's going to be relied upon a lot here going forward if Cam and Talbot's really out week to week. Um, and I, I thought he looked very sound and very, very solid tonight. The, the Wild have to, this almost by default, uh, Kapo Kakinen is going to have to be relied upon and the Wild are going to figure out if he's a goalie they can believe in. Um I know there's. I was iffy even earlier this year that he's someone you can rely upon to be a normal backup goaltender to to Cam Talbot and be the be the one B or be the solid number two to him. Uh, but the Wild have to figure out pretty dang quick if Capo is going to be the guy here. I thought tonight against a good Bruins team, he showed up, man. Um, and you know, you and I don't like to be in a situation when Talbot was healthy that you were burning out Talbot and you were running him out there a ton. But at the same time, I thought Capo stood tall tonight. He'll probably get the call again against Washington on Saturday, rightfully so. The Wilder, as of right now, going to be off for six days after that. I don't know if a game gets flexed into there. I could see it maybe potentially happening. Who knows, though, with how so fluid and everything. T- so tired of this. How, how, how dumb everything is. It, that's what stinks. You know, we, this was an exciting hockey game. Yeah. The Wilder are going to play another damn good team on Saturday. And if everything goes according to plan, they're going to be off for six more well, days again. Here's what you got to do. And, I mean, this is not hard. In, in fact, they, they, they talked about this on the – ESPN telecast uh, tonight. Um, they're moving a Montreal-Boston game to Boston with Montreal as the home team because they're basically, they don't want to play, although um, the Leafs played the Oilers last night before no fans in Toronto, uh, which of course is an all-Canadian game. That's why they don't want to play games in front of no fans, but then get these Jets games here. Like you got to play the damn games. Let's stop with this. Just get every Canadian team they can be the home team. Give them the last change at the X. I don't care what you do, um, but you got to knock these games off, Declan. Like, like you got to get them done. You can't have this. Oh, you're gonna have to wait for six more. This, that, that's ridiculous. Right now, the rules are people at the X are going to have to wear masks, which I think is a small price to pay personally. Um, but you can knock those games off. Get them done. Like this is ridiculous. Seriously. Yeah. Um, if if Canada is being more conservative or more concerned than us, that's fine. I'm not even criticizing it. I'm saying you just got to get like these Jets games, whatever. Get them down here, play the game, because um, this is getting to a point of being ridiculous now. Yeah, it's pretty dumb. Um, I, un- I understand that the CDC and everything's changing, but but now I mean, what what are you supposed to do for these teams that were supposed to play Canadian teams? Now the Wild, for that for that exact reason, are off for six days after they've only played two right. games in the last three weeks. So that, now it's like a ripple effect throughout the rest of the league, uh, which is kind of unfortunate to see. But 
yeah, I mean the the Capitals aren't down. Ovi's coming in. Like I want to see what I want to see what the Wild do against Ovi. But no Kaprizov possibly. That that that's what bums me out. I'm with you. I you know I I want to see Kaprizov play. That's where I just hate that hit because what's the point of the hit? You know, and and if Kaprizov, who I think you're probably right, is not going to play against the Capitals on Saturday, um, what's the upside of that? Right. A lot more fun. Um, but, but yes, I'm I'm with you. Uh, Kapo's play was good, and I mean Kapo, the Kapo thing, and I don't think it's good that Cam is hurt. But the Kapo thing that intrigues me is we saw Kapo go through a stretch in the pandemic short in 2000, what, 20 decks or 21 where he was fantastic. So like, I am curious about him. I can't decide how good he is, but I certainly think that there's ability there. Uh, and we are now going to find out probably, you know, the next month or so if we're right and he can be consistent or if he's a flash in the pan guy, I think now is a time where we are definitely going to find out. By the way, a little update on Kirill Kaprizov here um, from the post-game comments. Uh, Dmitry Kulikov, this is from Michael Russo, too, friend of the show from The Athletic. Uh, he said Dmitry Kulikov said it felt like it was a dirty hit and that Frederick knew he had him in a vulnerable position. Dean Evison said it was predatory, very frustrated about the way Kirill got hurt. And Evison was quoted as saying, Kirill is as, as tough and gritty as you get. And yep. if he doesn't come back in the hockey game, it doesn't look good, says Evison. Yep. So I, I, I would envision that. Well, number one, all those comments are valid. But two, obviously the most important thing there is probably that you're not going to see Kirill Kaprizov for probably at least a week, if not more. Oh, I bet it's more than that now. Mm-hmm. I, I I, just, you know, the officials could have given five. They gave two, but I don't even blame them. I just hate that hit so much. And this is not a game. I just don't think you can afford to lose your star players in this league to hits like that. They're unnecessary. They're just not necessary. That's yeah, ugly. So anyway, uh, final thoughts before we close her out. Fun hockey game. It just it like I said, it's not fun, fun, awesome hockey game, and it was overshadowed by dumb other things. Uh, that's what I I was I was itching for this game. I was circling it on my calendar ever for for like the last week, obviously since the Winter Classic, and so many good things happen. Boldy gets his goal in a debut. Kappa was great. Power play comes to life for the first time and. Honestly, your first initial takeaway is, number one, your superstar is out with an injury, and two, the broadcast was just kind of blah. Um, at the same time, you got the Capitals coming to town. Turn the page. I'm excited to see what they do against against Ovi and the, and the Capitals. Okay, final question. Mm-hmm. Um, why doesn't ESPN just go to a studio show that is formatted like the afternoon show that they do? What, what's it called, the power play or something? Oh, The Point. The point. Yeah. Why don't they just do that? And and here's what I don't get too. So have I mean, I don't know if we like torts or not, but I mean he does he does say stuff. Why not have a panel that has torts? Messier, Cone's great. She's fine. Yeah. Uh, Butchergrass, if if you want him involved, and also an information person. Kaplan's great. She's great. Yeah. Um, I- our friend Wyshynski is great. Yep. I don't understand. And, and the the whole thing with like Kaplan between the benches, I'd rather have a former player like tonight between the benches mm-hmm. and have Kaplan in studio dishing out information. Yeah. Cap bombs as uh, Butch. I don't think cap bombs. But I mean, I don't, 
I'm a little bit confused because I don't know that ESPN, from a studio standpoint, hockey-wise, knows what it's doing. Like, why don't you just put this? And this is obviously very similar to our point about bringing, pun intended, the point as an intermission report. Like, yep. put Kevin Weeks, Butch Gross, yeah, maybe Rotina Tortorella, Emily Kaplan, or Cohen Greg Wyshynski. Yes, Linda Cohen can I be the facilitator, like you said. Like, do it that way. Like. If Mark Messier wants to be part of that studio crew, that's, fine. But fine. he's the Gretzky. Right. But like Gretzky plays TNT, found found the perfect role because Wayne is not on a ton. And second of all, when he is, they sort of poke fun and bring Wayne. Because like Wayne would be a bore ass in the role that uh, Messier has. He's just a boring guy. Mm-hmm. But like they poke fun at Wayne. And so then he says stuff and it's fun. Right. But yeah, I'm with you. And I really don't get game wise and and this was not the case tonight i really don't get kaplan being between the benches when that should be and it can be you know a female player i don't care but why don't you have a player in between the benches and then she can be to your point cap bombs and we can get information it's a very like to me it's not that hard to fix that And, and then as far as the game goes I wasn't disappointed. I I didn't like the fact that the Kaprizov hit was just poo-pooed. But, I mean, I thought that their attempt at the game coverage, it it might not have been great, but it was okay. It was was okay. But it's the studio thing, and they don't make the game feel big. TNT does a great job of making, like like last night, Blues-Penguins felt important. Yep. This this sort of just felt like, hey, we're carrying a hockey game tonight. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, I mean, do something special. So. No, look, I, I, I think it's still a great thing that the NHL is on ESPN. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it drops the ball. And Agreed. Uh, that, that's what, I, again, I just I get frustrated because, yeah, the local broadcast to me is I, I can't I can't really get into it. So when I, they're on national TV, I'm excited. And I, it's a great opportunity to showcase the wild. And then you have wild fans who are just sour grapes over it. And, and tonight was validated like that sour grapes over this broadcast i won't i won't even try to defend the broadcast but right. i just i just wish it was something a little better and i'm sure it'll get better over time i'm sure it will all right um tell people where, where they can go to watch more uh score north content all that good stuff before we wrap up declan yeah this is uh score north judd zogad declan goff here we are judd's hockey show we try to do some post-game analysis we try to bring a judd's hockey show at least three times a week but we're also the home of Minnesota sports, daily Minnesota sports entertainment right here in your feed. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. We're on Apple. We're on Spotify. The Score North app is a central hub for everything Score North. Zolgaz Roundup is up right now. There's a new one re- up right now. I was I reading it to you. the gal in the car Quit when I was waiting my your COVID girlfriend. test. You bothering your girlfriend during the COVID test nope. when you could be reading about how we can get Kirk Cousins to Cleveland. It makes right. perfect sense. Leave the gal alone. Check that out. But hit that subscribe button. Uh, for daily Minnesota sports content. We'll be back tomorrow, Mackie and Judd. It's a feedback Friday, also Purple Daily. Plenty of Vikings uh, speculation and things to get to before they uh, yeah, they play that preseason game number five in week 18-19 uh, here. So as we always do, though, to wrap things up on, uh, on Judd's Hockey Show, let's go to our friend of the show, Bill Guerin. Listen, you guys know what this is all about, right? Right? What's it all about? Virgie, that this is about winning. He knows he once ate an entire sheet cake. He knows your selfie life isn't your real life. He knows what goes down on the DMs. Shouldn't you know your dog better? Now you can learn his inner secrets with Embark, the highest rated dog DNA test. Unlocking over 350 breeds and screening for over 215 genetic health risks. 
Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA. That's DNA to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today.